Hey, y'all, it's Corin. I just wanted to give a personal shout out to a few of our followers on Twitter. They are Tomb Guardians, Dice of Thunder, and Wow GI Fantasy. We at Parable Crit really want to thank you for all of your support. If you also want to get a shout out from a cast member, just do one of the following. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Tweet about the show using the hashtag PowerWorkRit. Share a post from our Facebook page and include the hashtag PowerWorkRit. Or tell us how you shared this podcast with somebody by sending an email to PowerWorkRit at gmail.com. Thanks. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Power Work Crit, everybody. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. And with me are four delightful players. They are Kayla, and I am playing Irithel Boreal. I'm Andrew, and I'm playing Gabriella Glimmerglamour. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Isidore Welkenmov. And I'm David. I'm playing Mickey Sure because he is very safe to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time on Power Work Crit, all of you met for the first time. You went on a mission and successfully completed it. Saved a young girl. You did. You managed to save Seska. Got paid. Mm -hmm. And the Dress Me Up dolls. I forgot that was what was in the other boxes, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's very important. So Mm, important. Clearly. Forethought of my mind. During the mission, you also ran across an amulet that was very strange. The onyx turned into an eyeball. And Irithel, who's here for revenge, looks like your revenge found you. It did, in a very unexpected fashion. Now I just have to figure out where it goes and kill him. You all decided to stick together, eat some breakfast, head home, go to sleep, and then reconvene in the morning. And that's where we are now. We're going to start with Izzy real quick, though. You slept a good seven or eight hours. (sighs) So nice. In fact, you're kind of rudely awakened by the sound of a lot of chatter downstairs. <sighs> Is Roz trying to talk to her parents again? Like, I kn- know that there's a time difference, but oh my god. <sighs> oh, oh, I guess it is kind of later in the day, huh? Let's go say hi to the Prazios. You wiggle your toes and realize that you'd fallen asleep with your boots on. You just kind of plopped into bed and your boots are off. And you're also covered in a blanket, so someone at some point had tucked you in ever so lovingly. Aw, that was so nice of Roz! (laughs) (laughs) You also notice that the curtains have been closed, and so it's pretty dark in here, considering. Ooh, they have blackout curtains in Hazelnut Valley? They do now! (laughs) It's canon! (laughs) Yeah, so just at the very bottom, you can see, like, a little trickle of light. However, as you pull the blanket off of your head, it seems a little bit more gray and you can see the faint outlines of like your desk your tools sitting on a dresser you can see the outline of things on the floor like your boots and things like that huh this is strange i'm used to stumbling my way through the dark yeah you can see pretty well i mean blackout curtains can only do so much especially when the light's streaming down but it's a little more gray you just need better blackout curtains. You, mm. Yeah, you really need to extend the hem of these things. You need to talk to Irithel. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that pretty well, I bet. 
Well, I expertly put on my boots and head downstairs without having to ever stub my toe on anything because I see it all perfectly. You open up your door and the sound of people like just hits you at the top of the stairs. Oh. Yeah. You look down and there are tons and tons of people inside the shop. What happened? And I will go down. Do I see Jaden and Roz when I get down there? So you see Roz standing behind the counter. She seems to be working with a dwarven couple. You guys used to have some kind of rush hour, usually before some sort of gala or whatever. This is kind of reminiscent to that. She looks like she's trying to hold down the fort the best that she can. You don't see Jaden, but he could be in the back. All right. I am immediately going into business mode and helping her at the counter. Okay. As you do so, you hear someone say, are you the jewelry maker? Yes, I'm Izzy. Oh, nice to meet you. How much is this? This is gorgeous. And she's holding up a bracelet with like little inset of rubies. Oh, uh, that goes for about 15 gold pieces. Wonderful. Do you have like those little, um, those little boxes where you put the tie around it and you can put like a little gift card on it? So like gift wrap? Yeah, that. Yes. Yes, we do. Great. This is going to be a perfect gift for my aunt. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, three more people come asking if you're the jewelry maker and you're slowly getting swarmed. So basically at this point, I am taking on people's questions about prices or if they're asking for recommendations on what kind of jewelry that they're looking for. And I'll be handling those. Hopefully Roz can just ring them up and handle that part. So we can try and manage this sudden crowd that's in my shop that I have not seen since the day we opened. This is madness. After about an hour of this... Holy heavens. There are still people coming in, so it seems like two go out and three try to come in. I turned to Roz. Do you know what happened? I don't know. We opened up the shop and there was a line. We we don't know what happened. Where's Jaden? He took a break. It was lunchtime about three hours ago. Okay, you take a break. I'll I'll take care of this. Okay. And you hear her run into the back and like slam a door. <laughs> you hear her say, Jaden, get out there. I'm so tired of even met. Slowly, Jaden kind of slogs his way out. He kind of peeks his head across the door frame. He's like, he takes a deep breath. Okay. For probably another 30 minutes or so, you guys are able to finally catch up with the crowd. Things are starting to die down a little bit. And at this point, it's about 2 p.m. Okay. You notice the more metal you're touching, for some reason you're feeling like static in your fingers. That's weird. You keep zapping Jaden, so his (laughs) hair is also starting to like go up on end. He finally turns to you and he says, stop that. Go in the back and fix whatever's going on. Okay. And I go into the back and Roz is probably enjoying a well-deserved break. Oh, yeah, she's, like, totally curled up in a chair, and she's got, like, three blankets over her head. Like, she's just, like, this nestle cocoon of a person. (laughs) Do I do it? Yeah. So I am going to reach out and try and touch her shoulder. You do so, and immediately you hear a loud crack and a zap. The whole room kind of charges a little bit. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's... And she jumps up, and her hair is just... Like, it was in braids. The braids are now, like, Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> what? What? Oh, yeah. We're busy. Thanks for waking me up. And so she throws the covers off and goes back out. I now am staring at my hands. And the room, which was dark. You can see fine. And there is no window here. There is no window. 
Izzy, are you an incandescent light bulb now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to summon Dora. Hi. Do you know what's happening to us? As I hold up my hands. (laughs) She looks around and looks at her hands and her hair is also staticky. No. I am going to attempt to touch Dora's hand to see if the same static stuff happens. So, so I have a question about the staticky hair because you're a Genasi and uh-huh. you have all this windy blowing and everything else. Uh-huh. And now you have static to the mix. So is your hair just this upward halo at this point? <laughs> it doesn't go down at all. It just goes up. Your hair's defying gravity. I've gone wish super wish saiyan, wish guys. She tentatively touches your hand because she doesn't know what's going on. And as you touch hands, you feel another shock and she immediately disappears. You killed her. So after a few minutes of this feeling of being charged, it dissipates and you're back to normal. Your hair's still a little frizzy, but beyond that, you're fine. Oh, what in the blazes? Timor, give me strength. What is happening? She is going to try and fix her hair. She runs up the shop. She has to be presentable. She can't have her hair looking like someone who'd been struck by lightning. I mean, unless you do it on purpose, and then it's just aesthetic. Yeah. Hey, Izzy, can you do a performance check for me? <laughs> okay. Just because. In the back room? In the back room. Is this performance? By yourself? It's perform hygiene is what it is. <laughs> Nat 20. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you get all that static out. You get all the static out of the room. In fact, all the static is... Just gone. Poofed. Or it absorbed into me. <laughs> for later use. Hold on to that for later. <laughs> you also hear from the outside, uh, yes, yes, we will be open in about an hour and a half. It is time for our lunch. Lunch was three hours ago. Is he lying? <laughs> and Roz is like, yes, yes. If you want, you can go across the way, read a book, maybe go chocolate. We just need to close. We need to restock and all that stuff. And you hear... Like the crowd slowly dissipate and then the door slam and lock. <laughs> and you hear the familiar, like the tether sound of Jaden doing the alarm spell <laughs> right. on the door. All the time. A few moments later, you hear the sound of two sets of footsteps. And then Jaden and Rosalind peek around and they go, what's going on? Your guess is as good as mine. What did you do last night? I did a favor for the accountant. Was this part of your payment? I mean, I was going to ask her to spread the word. Oh, no. Did the accountant blackmail? (laughs) (laughs) Blackmail people. I'm calling in all of my favors. You will go now to the shop. (laughs) And you will purchase expensive jewelry. (laughs) I was going to ask a favor to have the accountant help advertise the shop, but I don't know if that would happen so quickly. I feel like, and I I haven't even talked to her about it yet. She's very efficient. <laughs> she knows what I was going to ask. Why wait? <laughs> so you see that both of them are like sweating bullets because they've been on their feet like all morning and like running back and forth. Roz goes, well, whatever campaign you did, it worked. We made so much money. And Jaden replies, uh, we are going to have to hire someone else if this continues. Oh. He glances out and he goes, there's another line. There's another line. I thought it's- you closed. I did. <laughs> I warded it too. What the heck is happening? I don't know. Also, I don't know why I was being all staticky. It's gone now. Great. Please don't do that again. Also, 
We're running out of stock. Oh, okay. Um. All right. So that's probably the time to tell you this now. So I have plans. The group that I adventured with last night. Okay. They are talking about going to the Court of Leaves. I don't know what that is. It's apparently a place that is very hard to get into unless you have a person from there. And apparently they have very high quality, rare, and interesting materials. Okay. I'm going to go there and get some materials. I'm going to probably be gone for maybe a week or so. Jaden and Roz share a look. Okay. Reduced hours. Got it. We got it. You're more than welcome to keep the shop open just for like half a day instead of all day. <laughs> Jaden uh, again looks at Roz and says, commission board. We need a commission board. And she's like, on it! <laughs> and she runs up the stairs. I have no idea what you just said. That's why you're running the business part. We're going to have to do commissions. Give us more time. Okay, you have all the time you need. Great. Please be back in a week. <laughs> I will do my best. Oh, by the way, here's some extra gold to help keep the shop running. How much do you give him? I give him 600 gold. Izzy, did you kill someone? (laughs) I mean, things died, but they were not citizens of Lake Town. They were monsters. They were like mud baby things. (laughs) I am remembering that you enjoyed adventuring and I wasn't there for most of it. And I really like that part of you. I mean, I I like saving people. I think it's better for me not to know. Okay. Also, maybe we got all of these clients from the guy I told last night about the shop. Uh, He was some, like, boat captain. Maybe he was a thief or he was part of a gang. I don't know. Izzy. Poor Jaden. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Just keep your alarm spell when the store is closed. Oh, also... um. Some random person told me to put, like, a gold coin on the outside of the shop door for, like, good luck and stuff. Is that some sort of superstition here? (laughs) Yes, it's some sort of superstition. (laughs) 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 Okay, do I I need to, like, glue it? Are people going to steal the coin? Might be a good idea to make sure it can't get unstuck or taken willy-nilly. If it's a superstition, it seems to be doing its job. Maybe take it off if you don't want customers for the week. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm glad for your journey. I'm glad that you're making friends here. I love it when you're here, but please go. We need more <laughs> inventory. And please hurry. All right, Jaden. I will go quickly for your sake. Thank you. And he pauses and then he pulls you into a hug and he says, I'll miss you. I squeeze him back and say, I'll miss you too. All the people in the window looking in. (laughs) Yeah, you hear from the window. (laughs) I hurriedly shove away. (laughs) His face is red. Do I accidentally shock him? (laughs) Yeah, you accidentally shock him. Oh no! Ow! Stop that! I I don't know what's happening. Go, go, get 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 going. Go, go. The sooner you're gone, the sooner you're back. Go. Bye. I love you. Bye. What Uh, I didn't need to disarm the alarm. And that, (laughs) we will move towards Irithel. Yes. You finished your meditation around 11 Mm a.m. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? Martial forms. Are you doing it in your room? Are you doing it outside? Is there like a nearby fighting grounds that I can go to or a gym per se? There is now. Speak it into existence. It has been spoken. 
I would like to go there and work out. They let you in. It's a silver to like borrow a towel, borrow a locker, and you are able to do that without any hindrance whatsoever. Okay. I would like to warm up for the morning and, well, through the day and practice martial forms and practice my various moves and just, you know, then I'll come back to the room and sharpen my weapons and various things like that. Quick question for Irithel. What's your mental state right now after everything that happened the night before? Very chaotic right now. Very chaotic. She is buzzing with excitement because this is the first lead that she's been able to get on this guy pretty much since she's been searching and trying not to remember her time there. She's spending some time petting Miram, just calming herself down because, ooh, that voice brought back memories that she thought she had laid to rest. And uh, yeah. Miram feels your anxiousness and she cuddles up around your neck. Aww. And Thanks, Miram. As you're doing martial form, she's also like mimicking, trying to mimic what you're doing with like her oh, paws. Very good, Miram. Very and, good. And gives up about halfway through and just like flops on her back, falls asleep. Yep. In that big poof ball of a fuzzball she is. Mm-hmm. Mickey, you've got some sleep. <sighs> Where were you waking up at? <laughs> Mickey had a wonderful night's sleep, much better than the time he had to sleep outdoors while he was on the run from the Murderer's Guild. I get up, I do some morning stretches, I look down and peek to see, you know, whether or not my new best buddy has finished her meditation yet. You look down and her room seems still. This doesn't surprise Mickey. Well, she is an elf after all. I know her scent. I steal some breakfast. Lunch. Whichever. He's breaking his fast. That's true. Maybe it's an all-day breakfast in. And then I'm going to wander about town, tracking her down slowly. But, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying myself. I have some errands I'm supposed to do, you know, and so I'll, I'll do errands on the way from wherever I am to wherever she is. Mickey, you're able to do your errands for the day. Irithel, if there's anything that you need to do during the day, you have plenty of time because you guys mentioned that you were going to meet up at the Bleeding Edge. You know what? I'm cleaning my equipment because we were in mud. That's a good idea. That's going to take quite a bit of time. That is, especially with all the leather I have. Yeah, it's mm, not going to be fun. Gabriella. What have you been up to? You wake up around one or two as well. And I have been just face planted into my bed, just like hair just strewn in just the messiest way possible. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> and then wake up and like bleary. Mm. Morning, Captain. Uh, poor morning. You smell like a super, super greasy smell of Ooh. ham, eggs, and what reminds you of what you smelled last night, that tofu buana. You want some brunch? Oh, that Oh, that sounds oh, wonderful. Mm. Can and, I come in? Oh, yeah. So the door opens and there's this big platter of like the tofu buana and then there's eggs and uh ham surrounded around it. And then there's like a big giant biscuit, but it's it's got some very interesting jam on it. Doesn't quite look like raspberry, doesn't quite look like cherry. It looks a little more gelatinous. I found something new. Oh, yeah? What's that? That that seems uh, certainly an interesting thing I haven't seen before. Yeah, it looks like that they've uh, figured out a way to eat the strawberry 
uh, jellyfishes that keep <laughs> invading this area. Gotta cover my mouth and snort just a bit. Like, I mean, they, people talk about doing that, but that's they look all puffy mouthed <laughs> after a while. Well, I haven't been puffy mouthed yet. You do see some like tiny splotches below her fur, but it doesn't look like she's poisoned or anything. It's a little spicy. All right, well, I'm game for it. Try anything. Here you go, and she like just plops it on your bed. <laughs> this is just normal, uh, and I think we we spend a bit just kind of chatting and talking mm-hmm. as I'm eating my brunch. Otis comes by and hands you a drink of what kind of looks like tea, but it's extremely sweet. Hmm. And Perfect. it doesn't quite have that bitter taste of, like, black tea or oolong or anything. It's just very, very sweet. You guys have outdone yourself again. This is wonderful. The best for the captain. I've got a payment from last night. Here's half pay as normal. And I give them 250 of the 500 Otis doesn't even count. It just throws it in the satchel. When we were out last night, we came across kind of a, a weird amulet thing. And I think I actually still have that, right? I didn't hand it off to anyone. You did not. So check this out. And I pull it out. Uh, is the eye still operating, blinking? Nope, it's just an onyx. Sheila kind of looks at it and goes, that's a big onyx. Right? Kind of strange. One of the people, Izzy. The blue one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember um, her? <laughs> that's what's going to be her nickname from now on. The blue one. Well, she's a jewelry merchant. Did she make this? No. No. Thank heavens, it's gaudy. <laughs> <laughs> But she was talking about how weird this is to use a big stone like that. I was thinking that this is a spell component. So I was thinking that we head off to Grandmother's and see what she has to say about it. Probably tomorrow. We're going to meet up tonight and talk about it, I think. But put a word out to Vance to find us some clients and some shipment to head up there. We can make good use of our time. Otis looks at it strangely and he says, is that gold around it? And that's what it looks like. Can I see it? He looks it over, turns it around, he feels it. Interesting. Very soft. I don't know much, but my gold rings don't feel that soft. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, By the way, we got our payment for the shipments last night. Oh, good. I put it in your chest upstairs. Go ahead and add another hundred. Nice. Otis and Sheila generally sort it out between their payment, your payment, and then like the expenses. Mm. Your personal is a hundred. Cool. And the expenses are already filed away. Should we stock up on the joys and the lovelies of Lake Town tonight? Yeah, I've got to meet some friends this evening, but I'll see you back here tonight. And then we go hit the town. Sheila gives a wry smile and says, you think you can beat me tonight? I don't know what it is, but probably. That's the fun of the game, isn't it? You don't know what we're planning until you get there. See you later, Captain. And then they like hop out and just go on their way. (laughs) Is there anything else you wanted to do? Use a little bit of prestidigitation and some good old elbow grease to clean off some of that mud and things. And anything that's absolutely ruined, uh, I've got an excuse to go on a shopping trip. I pick up a nice broad-brimmed hat and a bright scarlet vest, jacket, coat. So like a Captain Hook coat? Sure, yeah. (laughs) I like it. Perfect for a captain of a sailing vessel. Mm -hmm. It called to me. I saw it in the window, and I knew that I had to have it. <laughs> As the night approaches, you all manage to meet up at the Bleeding Edge Mercenary Company. The sun is down. Izzy looks a little, um, haggard. Frazzled. But beyond that, everything's great. Irithel's inside. You can see her through the window. I figure this is kind of a crowd that is by invitation only, as it were. And Mickey doesn't have the 
best reputation here. So he's been whiling away the time outside. He says hello to everybody as they all show up. And then his eyes light up when he sees Izzy. Izzy, why you look fantastic today. Are you going through an addition change? No, no, that that's, it's not quite that. They're updating. Congratulations. You had a birthday. <laughs> oh. Gabby. Uh, wait, before. Mickey has it, turned around. As yeah. he's talking, Izzy is going to oh, kind of no. rub her fingers together. I'm like, all right. Work, work, and then she's gonna reach and touch uh, Mickey and see if the shock happens. Oh no! Okay, so uh, as David is alluding to, I don't know what you mean. David is alluding to Mickey. Just commented on how she has this addition glow about her. <laughs> I'm so sorry. As Mickey in game is alluding to, Izzy has now changed her ancestry and her race to the new version of the Air Genasis that are in the Mordekaidens monsters of the multiverse. So she gets Ooh. some cool new stuff, including dark vision. I can now see in the dark. Yay. Congra- yeah. c- Yay. Congratulations. You can never enjoy a dark room again. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Now, one of those things is she can use shocking grasp. I reach out and touch Mickey just to see if it's going to work on command. Please roll an attack. Hey, I rolled low. I rolled an eight. This is our first PC versus PC. <laughs> it's okay. Attack Nothing roll? happens because I rolled an eight. You have advantage, right? Do I? I don't know you're attacking me. Oh, that is true. <laughs> What'd you get? It's a nat 20. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't mean to crit. I was actually okay with failing. <laughs> okay. As I reach out my hand and... I am barely like a centimeter away from grasping his shoulder and this like bolt of electricity almost leaps from my hand onto his shoulder and you take 48 points of lightning damage. 4d8? Yes, because that's critical. Critical. (laughs) Wow. Man, how is Jaden still standing? (laughs) It wasn't quite up to par yet. It was Level six cantrips. It was still a... Growing, yeah, it was still growing inside her. She had, she hadn't gotten the socks on the carpet. <laughs> oh, you walked all the way yet? here. Got yeah, she it. did walk all the way here. Well, good news, it's only eleven points of damage. Oh, is that all? I rolled low. Well, Mickey, do you uh pass out there? So, Mickey, what happened? Suddenly, there's this massive jolt of electricity, and all of Mickey's hair stands on, on edge, like it does when you get electrocuted. Now he's a really fluff ball. He's incredibly fluffy. <laughs> Mickey is not the type of person to take an attack, whether intentional or not, lying down. So, rather than delve into combat, let's just state that a brawl breaks out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I I think that Gabrielle is, like, right there, saw this happen, and is like, whoa, what's going on? But, obviously, Izzy's the aggressor here, which is strange and uncharacteristic, but, like... Like, in between, I'm going to say Izzy's going to be more on the defense, obviously. But uh, uh, Izzy's probably very shocked. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> I mean both. <laughs> so she is like, I didn't know I was going to do that. I'm sorry. I woke up like this. I don't know what's going on. So, Irithel, you hear a bang, loud, bang, like, boom, bang, bang, boom. and you look out, and there's Izzy and Mickey just, just duking it out against each other. I like to think that Izzy is... 
taller and what's your strength? 12. So vaguely stronger or never mind. Okay. Vaguely similar in strength <laughs> to Mickey. And so it's probably Mickey is on her side or on her back and she's standing there trying to like hold him off and away. And Mickey has used a fair amount of restraint and does not have a knife out. I can just see you gnawing on your... Uh-huh. But is, you know, cursing and swearing and something about... Use your addition powers wisely. No, no. <laughs> I open the door and I say, do you two need a room? Get him off me. Get him off me. Mickey is going to <laughs> whirl around because you're present and is going to flip into a, a shoulder ride on Izzy. And so, oh, hi, Eerie. Are you done? Oh, she just attacked me. That's all. It was an accident. She's got like static shock on steroids. Oh, where'd you pick that up, Izzy? I have no idea I woke up like this. I've never had this before in my life. Or what god do you pray to? Uh, normally Timora. Does Timora normally bless people with electricity? Not that I'm aware of. Stroke of luck, maybe kind of a little <laughs> literal. Irithel, you feel somebody lean over your shoulder and you feel some whiskers against your back and, and you hear whispered, these are your new companions? I whisper back, yep. Oh, honey, <laughs> we're going to be troublemakers. You guys see behind Irithel is a woman who has very large rounded ears and whiskers coming out of her pointed twitching nose. She has black fur. It looks like it's very silky. You also notice as she walks in the back that she has web feet. And also from the back, you see these small little like antlers poking out of her hair. I will pull everyone into the main lobby. Come on in, everyone. This is the Bleeding Edge, the mercenary company that my brother started that I work for. Izzy follows after her. Ooh, very chic. After a few minutes, the firkin comes back and her ears twitch and her nose twitches and she looks between two jobs. Which direction are you going? We're heading out to the southwest corner of the valley near the Court of Leaves. Oh, then you're definitely going to want this one. And she hands over a packet. I take the packet. Thank you, Monique. These are my traveling companions. This is Mickey. Long time no see, Monique. Hi, Mickey. And this is Gabriella. Greetings and salutations. Gabriella Glimmer Glamour, enchantress, entrepreneur, and entertainer at your service. You did that concert last week, right? I, I did. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, another fan. It's so good to see you. Yeah, it was wonderful. I, I really enjoyed it. What was your favorite part? Oh, my favorite part was when... um. You guys did the the love ballad, the oh. the traditional love ballad. It's oh, it's mm. my favorite. Absolutely, it sings to my soul so much. I can't just, I can't but help let it out. And that's why I love it because it's called, I can't but help let it out. Exactly. So you see the pun that I did there. It was I just. I see. It was... It's so good here. Okay, Irithel, I like her. Him, not so much. <laughs> Mickey kind of has this like, who me look on his face, <laughs> and then he just shrugs. I am Isidore Volkanov. You can call me Izzy, though. Nice to meet you. New here in town, and looking forward to working with Irithel. Don't worry, she has very good shoulders. Mickey says, patting her shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that either. <laughs> about him <laughs> right <laughs> yeah Irithel be careful with this one pointing to Mickey it's a little hard to tell <laughs> since you're both standing <laughs> yeah, you're both standing there. she's pointing your general direction <laughs> oh no just be careful of me 
So we got this contract from another company. Uh, it looks like that there is a large malformed creature slaughtering the game out there. Unfortunately, it is hurting the uh, game supply to Lake Town. It looks like the last sighting was the Poison Pond, which is roughly where you guys are going out of game. The Poison Pond is to the east of the river. So the river cuts the it's valley. It's south of the smiley face and the glow berries. <laughs> yeah. So you've got the quarterlies on the west side of the river, and then you've got the Poison Pond on the east side of the river. Okay. Yeah, they, it looks like they've sent three hunting groups already to check it out, but none have returned. It's about 700 gold pieces to find, trap, or kill the beast. And yeah. Do they have any intel on it? They know it is large and malformed. How do they know it's malformed? From uh, Titanian, the report's coming out of there. The, we got kind of conflicting. It looked like one part of it looked smooth, one part of it looked furry. It maybe had scales or gills, like it could swim. So it's a firkin? Much, much bigger, like bigger than a bear. Sounds like a firkin to me. Could be. It's been killing all the game out there. Titanian is a little worried that it's going to go after the black squirrels. Small game, but that ecosystem is very temperamental. So is it small game that's been going after? Or are we talking sheep? Are we talking cows? Like what size of game? Squirrels. It's been going after from everything from foxes to bears. Oh, okay. So I guess you did say it was large. That's interesting that it's going after the small game as well. Like I said, 300 groups have gone out. None have checked back in. And we picked it up because it's a time crunch and... You know us. We do time What's the time crunch? They want it gone in a week. Okay. Do we still get paid if we buy a lesser rate if we can't get it done within a week? Negotiable. I mean, we could always just leave it there if we're not going to get paid. It doesn't do very well to leave a job undone if we if you take it on. Eh. This is mercenary work if we don't do it. Eh. Mickey has been a mercenary before, which is how he knows Monique. Mickey is not necessarily a reliable mercenary, but he is a uh, stereotypical one sometimes. Who do we report to? Report back here. Okay. I'll take care of all the paperwork. How far of a distance is it to get to this place? 24 hours. It's going to take two days to travel there, two days to travel back, basically. Ish. Ish, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that leaves us two and a half days, basically. Right. As long as you get word back that the job is done... The contract is complete. I bet that we could get somebody to send a uh, a messenger bird down here. Okay. Does this work for everyone? It's a little different than our previous one, but you all seem to have a prowess with fighting. Yeah, works for me. I think that I've got some contacts along the way that we could pull for information. That would be great. Sounds good. We'll take it, Monique. Thank you. You're welcome. Great seeing you again. Nice meeting you, too. Likewise. Looking at Gabriella and Izzy. And then... Gives a glance at Mickey. Veronica was waiting for you for two hours. Yeah, I could see that. And that's why I don't like you. Have a good night, everybody. We're closed. Okay, bye. And she shuffles the paper on her desk and chews you out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when do we want to head out? I can have things ready by tomorrow. Figured this will give us enough time to get things in order and get ready. I've got a place that I need to go stop by to see if I can pick up some cargo as well. You know, making a multi-purpose trip on this. But if you all want to meet me down at the dock, say a little after sunrise, and we should be good. All right. Can do. Okay. Man, you guys don't have a life. Uh, I won't be able to do that one. Mickey fishes out of his pocket 
and you're not entirely sure what he, you know, grabs out because he promptly throws it into the river nearby. <laughs> but it might have been a hand. <laughs> you're not sure, though. It's sunk. And he's gone, so... You see the blob of some pink jellyfish where the thing fell into the water, and then ever so slowly they sink back down. I am not even going to question it. Heading back home to sleep. (laughs) Making sure I have enough rope and stuff and making sure my pack is set for the morning. I'm making a quick stop at Rena Roulette Chocolatiers and grabbing two health potions. That's a good idea. Before she does that, Mickey is going to take his leave of her shoulders at some point. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, (laughs) However, before doing so, he wants to make sure to leave a few good pet treats where he thinks that Jaden will find them. All right. Go ahead and make a uh, sleight of hand check, please. I'm concerned. Where do you think Jaden's going to find them? He's a pet. He can sniff them out. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey continues to roll abnormally well for me. That you must always succeed on hiding treats on Izzy's person. (laughs) That is going to be a 24. Can Izzy beat a 24 with her perception? No. Treats have been placed. Where have you placed them? This time I will place them in a jewelry pouch. These are really crumbly treats and a little bit sticky. (sighs) I mean, I know it's payback, but... (laughs) (laughs) it's really not this isn't for you at all this isn't about you you think everything's about you this is about Jaden Jaden deserves love and Mickey is willing to give Jaden love (laughs) he's never even met (laughs) Jaden somehow this has not stopped Mickey in all his life yet you're able to get not health potions but little like chocolate bonbon things in the back of the store where like the more expensive chocolate is And you've learned that for whatever reason, this area has decided that all potions and magical edible things should be covered in either chocolate or candy. So if you walk into a candy store, the front of the stores are usually just normal candy-ish things. But the back of the store, that's where the good stuff is. Have you seen Princess Bride? Mm-hmm. The chocolate coating helps oh, it go yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. The chocolate coating helps it go down. I mean, out of game, that was my inspiration for this. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. As you go into the back, you notice that there's two options. There's the chocolate coated ones with like hazelnut topping on it. And then there's a smaller one next to it that kind of looks like a small chocolate drop. Both are labeled as health potions. The one covered in the hazelnuts That's 50 gold pieces, so a normal potion of healing. But the smaller one, that one is 30 gold pieces. Hmm. I'm going to grab two of the hazelnut ones and one of the smaller one. Okay. Mechanically, two of the hazelnut covered ones, those are normal potions of healing. Okay. The smaller ones are kind of like a healing word. Okay. So instead of 2d4 plus 2, you will get 1d4. However, consuming the smaller one takes a bonus action. Okay. So you get less healing, but it's a bonus action. Okay. Girithel would also like to make a trip to the candy shop at some point this evening. Okay. And pick up two of the regular size. All right. So those are both 50 gold pieces. Thank you very much. And Miram is glued to the chestnut case in the front. I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) I'll have a bag of candied hazelnuts. Candied hazelnuts are going to be two gold. It's a big bag. Oh, good. It's going to last us a while. Miram, these are yours. These are mine. Unless I'm down. If I'm down, then you can give me one. Mickey, were you going to stock up on anything or purchase anything for the trip? No. Mickey is always prepared. 
No. Mickey flies by the seat of his pants. Yes. <laughs> Improvise. Cool. Gabrielle, is there anything you want to stock up on? going to go pick up a couple of spell scrolls. There, there's like a specialty shop around the corner. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of things here in Lake Town. And so I'm going to pick up a couple first level bard spells. I'm going to do animal friendship and sleep. These are all first level spells, correct? Yeah. So in Xanathar's, there's like the cost to like scribe and things like that. What we're going to do in this game is going to take that number and multiply it by 2.5. So unless you're scribing it, you're basically paying for like materials yeah. and just like things. 63 gold. We're good. So the next day, you all arrive at the Siren's Wake in the little waiting area on the dock. Welcome, welcome, grand adventurers. We are off and ready to go. You all gather aboard. Sheila and Otis greet you. Hello. Are you guys ready for a a trip? They kind of smirk at each other. Uh, yes. What's with the smirk? Oh, you'll find out. It's always a grand adventure going off and away. I'm, I'm, what? <laughs> you'll see, you'll see. Nothing to worry about. Uh-huh. Irithel's going to be on high alert for most of this trip now. I honestly have no idea what it's going to be, but we're going to find out. <laughs> it changes every time, Otis replies. And he starts putting some bags on top of each other. Do you have any luggage or anything? We've got some room in this tiny little area right here. And he points to like a little cutout area with like tape. I'll put my pack in there. Great. It's definitely going to be safe there. Oh, don't you worry. Mine will definitely as I put mine down and Miriam's on guard. Miriam pops out. (laughs) Be careful of the goods there. You see this huge stack of crates. We've got a couple hundred pounds of candied strawberry jellyfish. I managed to pick up an order that's heading out to one of the eccentric sorts out in the court. Yeah, 500 pounds worth, actually. That's a lot of jellyfish. That's a lot of jellyfish, Miriam. No. Aren't they poisonous? They just asked us to ship them, so we're shipping them. So this is probably poison. Yes, don't eat it. A variety of reasons, because I need to ship them. 500 pounds of poison? Weak poison. (laughs) Oh, okay. Is it just to get that high? (laughs) Yes. Just (laughs) enough to make your tongue swell. (laughs) It's really great for parties, apparently. Yeah. This one's uh, eccentric, Sheila says, as she's kind of pouting in the corner. She had challenged you to a chubby bunny contest (laughs) with a whole bunch of marshmallows, and Mm -hmm. she lost spectacularly, so she's kind of pouting in the corner. Yeah, that's how it goes. I think this one is for a... It's an interesting person. Uh, you, you may or may, may not have heard of her, but Egregia Adonis. She's a bit of an eccentric, and uh, you ask me, she's a little bit snooty, but she has incredible style. Mm, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, she puts on the most extravagant parties, so I'm sure she'll do something fantastic with these. Just don't talk to her, and you'll be fine. Out of game, I'm now having the image of the jellyfish dancing light characters from the movie Sing. Like... Their stage, they had a bunch of jellyfish who would glow up in different lights or oh, whatever no. as the backstage lights. Mickey, make a history check real quick. Oh, no. Do you have a history with her? Mickey has a history with a great many things. <laughs> um, in this case, 13. You've heard the name? You're not sure if you've ever met her personally, though. <sighs> I don't think she's had the displeasure yet. She doesn't get out of the court very often. She usually sends various functionaries out. Fairies say they're all about chaos and that, but then you throw a toad in their pants and <sighs> suddenly that's not funny anymore. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't find that funny. They didn't. 
<laughs> uh, you guys reach the edge of the uh, the port and you show your credentials again. Once again, they ask you all the questions that you got asked when you first got here. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, are you harboring any illegal hazelnuts? And if you have any hazelnuts on board, can you please check them? I show my documents and you know, this is this is what we've got. You think it's the same Lukatha as before? Oh, pleasure to see you again. Oh, you're looking fetching as usual. Thanks. Next. And she opens up the gate and you're allowed to go out. As you guys move out of port and start heading towards the east, you see that the main river is fairly busy today. However, about a mile down the river that you guys can actually see, there's a shoot off. And that's going towards the southwest of the valley. And it's going to start going up. However, Gabriella doesn't seem to have any paddles with her. Steering straight for it. Is this unusual? For a boat this size? A little bit. Mickey That's is fine. suspicious, and so we'll go to the oh, front no. of the ship and pee in the water. Okay. If it's some sort of an elemental sentience or something, frequently in Mickey's experience, they don't like this, and you'll see a disturbance. <laughs> so oh, it's a good no. test. So you pee in the water, and you see a couple pink blobs angrily float up to the top, shake around a little bit, and then float back down. But you don't really see anything beyond that. So the jellyfish are not happy. Must be an allergic reaction to Firkin. <laughs> Must be. You guys reach that turnoff, and Gabriella turns the boat down that way. After about another mile, you're going against the river. The river's starting to flow back from where you came. And we definitely have some sort of power operating this ship. I'd like to go up to Gabriella as she's steering the ship and say, lovely ship you have here. What's powering it? That's a trade secret. Arithel was standing at attention for a while, but her leg isn't going to handle standing at attention on a boat for hours on end. So she's going to sit down at some point, chat with Shayla. And one weird thing you noticed, I didn't think to mention this before. So drow do not like sunlight. It hurts their eyes. It's really difficult to see in the sun. I don't know how you guys survive living above the surface (laughs) with all these bright glaring lights. So to help protect her eyes, she actually has some sort of a veil type thing going around her eyes. So she can still see through it and you can still see her like her face and everything. Her eyes are a little harder to tell, but she can see out. But I mean, perception was going to be limited no matter what, because it's bright sun. So So is it one of those things where you can see out just fine, but people don't know if you're sleeping or not? (laughs) Kind of. It's like, you know, those gauzy curtains. Oh, yeah. It's like that. Okay. And so, like, you could, you can see in as well as I can see out type of deal, Mm -hmm. but it helps shield the brighter rays for now for her. There must be some sort of enchantment Mm -hmm. on it to help with that, but yes. All right. Erithel, I noticed you seem to be having some difficulty out in, in the sunlight. We have that canopy there in the middle, mostly over the cargo. I wouldn't mind if you needed to get out of the sun for a bit there. I will conduct a small bow to Gabrielle, and I thank you. This would be most appreciated. I will rest my eyes for a little bit. I return your bow with a flourish, but slightly less in bow, and maintain on the helm. Oh, that's true. You're still steering. <laughs> 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 I would like to go rest under the canopy where there's some shade. Perfect. A few more miles go by, and then at this point, you notice that there's a sharp incline as the boat will have to climb up the mountain. 
Uh, we're gonna have to uh, pull off here to the side just for a moment. Are we porting? Um, no, I just have to, um... Just say you have to cheat using abusive laws of magic. Well, yes, I was just <laughs> going to have to say that you know, as partners, I trust you to maintain a bit of discretion on how we go about this. Mickey gives you a big toothy grin. Yes, I know I can trust you. <laughs> I am Mickey sure safe mm-hmm. because your secrets are sure safe with me. Absolutely. As we approach the more fervent waters that are coming, Gabriella rubs her hand across. There's a certain board near the helm that's silver, and she begins singing a song. Awake, my friend, and seize the tide. The stars, they bid us go and glide. And at that moment, the siren's weight feels alive. There is an energy to it. You can hear some echoes of that song carried on the wind, and the ship begins moving forward at a steady pace. Mickey would like to lean over to Irithyll. It's a coffin. The ship, it's called the Siren's Wake because it's a coffin with a siren in it. I have some doubts about that logic, Mickey. She just sang. Everyone knows that sirens are singing monsters. Well, seeing as you were not immediately dumped off board by said siren, I don't think that is the case. It's a dead siren. I told you it's a coffin. So it's not as effective? The sirens (laughs) wake. It doesn't feel dead. How's that? certainly feels very alive at the moment. I didn't say it where we could hear. (laughs) Sorry, I'll I'll just go back up to the the, the helm here. (laughs) So as you guys hit that ridge where you're going to start going uphill, you feel some give as the... The ship stutters a bit, and then you feel it give as it starts going very gracefully up this river. And you can hear that low hum of that song and maybe some melodic sighs. Mm. Melodic sighs aren't helping Mickey's case, or are definitely (laughs) helping Mickey's case. That's a moan. I will not admit that Mickey could be right. So for the listeners, we wrote a a bunch of questions and we threw them into (laughs) a bag about each character, just in case there was some downtime. This portion of the trip will take about eight hours. So... Mickey, what was the first question that I guess Irithel pulled out that she wants you to ask? So Mickey has been watching everybody and seeing Irithel a bit, and he's talking with you, and you've noticed that his gaze is keeps wandering down, like, to your feet. And after a bit of this going on, he suddenly breaks the conversation, whatever it happened to be, and says, How many shoes do you own? Uh, excuse me? How many shoes do you own? I look down. Miram looks down at my shoes as well. I actually, I, I, I don't count them. You have more than two. You so. hear a call from the, the helm. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a good point. I definitely own these pair, as you can obviously tell. Uh-huh. You can see the question has thrown Irithel a little bit, and she's answering so obviously. But she kind of is now sitting here trying to count in her head. She's like, I have these. I've got two other pairs. I've got one in my bag, two at home. So I guess that's four. And then you got your day shoes. She sighs. All the shoes that I can't wear anymore because oh. I don't have balance. So four. What about the shower slippers? Doesn't that make five? Arathel's gaze narrows at Mickey. What? That's a private pair of shoes. <laughs> oh. Mickey thinks about it and shrugs. How do you know about that pair, Mickey? Psychic. I'm going to go talk to Izzy now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Izzy's been having a wonderful morning as she is designing a new silver pendant necklace with an emerald stone inset. And it's got some filigree designs to it. Looks very elegant. She's going to start actually making this into reality as Irithel approaches. What are you making? Oh, uh, a necklace. How much have you completed? Or are you just pulling out the pieces now? So I'm basically just pulling out the pieces now. Okay. I watch as you pull out the pieces. That's going to be a gorgeous color. Yes, I think it will. I hope it will make someone happy. Oh, most definitely. You have quite a quite a range because I feel like you've got whimsical, but you also have some formal pieces. And so you've got a very good range of jewelry. Yeah, I definitely try to dabble in a little bit of everything. I'm kind of low on my personal stock, so I'm trying to refill it, I guess you could say, while we're going to the Court of Leaves. She gestures to her belt of jewelry hanging off of it. And you can see that like there are some spots that seem more sparse than others. Yeah, I just need to restock and then I'll feel a lot more like myself. The belt is beautiful. I look at it closer and see all the pieces and I say, it must really have a beautiful sound if you were to dance in the wind. And she has like a far off gaze in her face as she says that as if she's listening to some melody. At that moment, you hear Sheila on the port side give a quiet whistle, looks at Otis, and nudges him over. Gabriella, you know this is a, hey, I see something, grab a weapon. All of you guys see Otis grabbing a Mm -hmm. crossbow and going over to the port side. Heads up, friends. We've got something around. Be lively. I will run and grab my longbow. I'm going to go grab my crossbow. Mickey goes and grabs nothing. Mickey just goes and hides. (laughs) (laughs) Do a stealth check. There's plenty of crates and bags and things to hide behind. Roll low. Roll nine, which gives me 19. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So pitiful. (laughs) Sheila looks around a little bit. Her ears twitch, and immediately she gets down on the ground and she points her crossbow out towards the port. She looks like she's looking for something. Otis does the same thing, and they're pointing out into the foresty area. Otis, what you got? I don't know. All of you make a perception check. Is it still bright daylight? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. At this oh, point, no, it's, it's been about three hours of the trip. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we're sitting at like noon? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I have disadvantage on this, so that's a 13 total. Is it something that can be smelled? I'm going to say yes. It's close enough. Uh-oh. 18. Natural one. I have a total of eight. With a 13, you hear like a splash in the water, and then the sounds of footsteps as they go into the trees. Mickey, you can smell decay, and you also hear very sad sigh. From the boat? The siren has left the boat. You guys are going to have to figure out your own way to the court leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. So you hear a sigh as this thing, whatever it is, runs into the woods. After a couple minutes, Sheila... <sighs> stop sighing so loudly. I can't hear it sighing when you sigh like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just... Saw something long and skinny in the water, and then it ran out into the woods. But it had, like, no definite... I, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I, I think I just... Otis, take over. I'm going to ta- go take a nap. He's like, okay, honey. And she goes under the deck to the second cabin and shuts the door. Hmm. Does that happen often? Asking Gabriella. Well, things get pretty dangerous out here. There's, there's a reason why people don't take this route very often. I mean, there's a, several reasons, really. It, it's... But fairies. Mostly fairies, and there's dangerous critters, and 
all kinds of things. Just hmm. it might have been a jumping water snake. It might have been a uh, a fairy. <laughs> I can just see Mickey back there going, just constantly saying fairy and doing like wings with his hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Or she could have just been hallucinating. No, it stank. Oh, okay. Otis uh, shoots Izzy a look and says, don't, don't bring that up with her. <laughs> she has a history of hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sore subject. With her. It's just an honest question. Well, keep an eye out. I mean, can't be on high alert all the time, but be mindful. If you ever see anything, let us know. Will do. I'm going to take this moment to ask the wind if there are mm. any dangers Ooh. around us that we need to be aware of. All of the dangers. Anything that seems like it intends direct harm to us. Can't remember. Have you talked to the wind in front of us before? Nope. This is okay. the first time. Remind us how you talk to the wind. Mechanically, I speak primordial, technically wind primordial, and I am able to convey my words to the wind. I, I don't know. We haven't really declared whether that's like me whistling because I can't whistle in real life. So Mickey has an idea. Have you ever seen Treasure Planet, where the dog person can speak fart noises? Oh, flatulence. Oh, the flatulence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You speak flatulence. (laughs) So I was going to flavor it more as it almost sounds like she is whisper singing. It's not quite whistling, but you definitely can hear different tonalities and pitches as she is speaking to something. You don't know what she's speaking to necessarily at this time because she hasn't told you she can talk to the wind, but it just kind of sounds like a series of wind sound effects. Like a breeze through the summer reeds. Yeah. You've had plenty of time over the last several months to learn and perfect. So what is the question that you are asking? Is there anyone near us who intends to harm us? All of you feel the breeze starting to float up towards you, and it swirls around Izzy a couple times. Her hair goes flying. Anti-gravity? Yeah. (laughs) Very Disney's Pocahontas-like. You hear a whisper back, potential. I turn to Gabriella. You're right. We should be on our guard. I mean, that's what I said, so yes. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm confirming the danger is still there. A second breeze comes. Stay water. I think we shouldn't leave the ship. We need to stay on the water in order to avoid any danger. I'm waiting for a beaver dam ahead of us now. (laughs) I'll just blast that. It's really handy when you've got fey lasers. (laughs) That is very nice. Wouldn't those be phasers? (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Power token? Yeah. Yeah, that's a a power token. (laughs) I am pained to accept this power token. (laughs) A total of eight hours pass. You do see some wildlife hopping through the forest. Sheila eventually does come back out and mumbles an apology and grabs some strawberries and like shows them in her mouth. She looks a little rattled. Irithel tells her not to worry. That instincts are always to be followed. No matter what, even if they don't turn out, it could have been something. Always follow your instincts. I'm going to pelt Sheila with a mummified eyeball. Okay. (laughs) Make an attack roll. Where did you get this? I'm assuming I'm not proficient with an eyeball. The specialty feat. So that is going to be 23. Yeah, that hits her. Smacks the back of her head and turns to dust. And she grabs the back of her head and sees the dust on her hand. And she's like, what was that? Who did that? 
Irithil said we should follow your instincts. When I can see things? Not your instincts. That was my instincts. I just found that in my pocket just recently. Remember when I had that mummified hand? No. See, it was part of the job. I got the mummified hand. I got the mummified eyeball. <laughs> the guy didn't want the head. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, regardless, he's not getting his hand or his eye. A very underripe peach comes flying towards your head. Mickey would like to catch it if possible. Yeah. Go ahead and do a acrobat. Dex, dex, dex save, yeah. Dead average, 17. Yeah, you catch it. This isn't even ripe. Wouldn't it just go smoosh in his hand? It's underripe. Oh, never mind. It's hard. Not overripe, got it. It's like a baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that way you can pull it away cleanly from the pit. Don't you know this? Ugh. You don't eat underripe peaches. They're delicious. They're disgusting. They're delicious. The flavor hasn't had a chance to come out. It's crunchy and delicious. And she grabs another one and breaks it open and just starts chomping. Mickey's like, yeah. shivering and she, in disgust. And she's doing that that mouth sound that's just so grating and crunching as hard as she can. And as this is going on, Gabriella, your ship is getting close to needing to rest. It's probably about time that we should call a stop for the night. I'm going to look for like a sandbar in the middle or something like that. There's definitely some sandbars, especially now because the water level isn't very high yet. I'm going to go ahead and run us alongside there. We are going to stop here for the night. The enchantment that keeps us going only lasts for so long. Okay, makes sense. Enchantment. (laughs) (laughs) You hear a whisper on the wind. There are a handful of blankets and such in the cupboards around there. Feel free to grab out along the deck here. So you dock for the night, you prepare everything. Irithel, you feel a hand on your shoulder. It's mummified. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) It's Otis, and you see his nose twitching and says, I noticed that your leg seems to be hurting. You could take my bunk if you want. No, I'm fine. Thank you, though. It just starts acting up after a few hours of being on it. I'll be fine once I sit down. You sure? Yes, thank you. I imagine Sheila whips us up something nice and hearty. Absolutely. Lots of potatoes, some lamb, and some peach cobbler with some underripe peaches. (laughs) (laughs) Why? And gives you an extra helping. Do you like underripe peaches, Corin? I do, actually. Without flavor, flavorless peaches. Gross. They're not flavorless. I like the slightly underripe ones as well, which is why I eat the peaches. I eat the peaches before you get to them, and then you eat the rest. It comes clean from the pit, so you don't have a gross pit. As you guys settle down for the night, what are you doing? I think Gabriella walks around, and if people happen to be up and you're looking out the side or looking bored or something, not quite settled in, I was thinking of starting up a game of cards. You know, to encourage some. Sharing some sociability, you know, camaraderie. Sure, I'm in. Sure, I'm in. And I flourish a, it's certainly a sparkling card deck. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. I love it. Does some prestige tricks with it just for a moment. Is that just two in? Mickey is already sitting at the table. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. The makeshift table made out of crate. Yeah. We just drop down a board on top of the crate. Yeah. Pull up a it's one of those, of one of the crate of the candied jelly, mm-hmm. uh, strawberry jellyfish. Yep, everything is multi-purpose. So what are we playing? Three Walnut Oldham. I, I will say that rather than coin, 
the bet at my table is secrets. Okay. okay. Sure. <laughs> DM furiously types notes. DM really quickly learning how to play Texan Hold'em and how to translate it. Okay. So for this, what we're going to do is everybody is going to roll 3d6. How much do I add for sleight of hand? <laughs> Are you going to cheat? Of course. Okay. Of course he is. So I'll have you roll a sleight of hand and then you can add another die to that roll. First, you roll three dice, so everybody roll three d6. And the goal is to get the highest number, so you have the option of re-rolling one or two of the dice if you want to try and get a higher number. Oh, I see, because you're, like, drawing cards. Yeah. If you would like to trade in a card I- or re-roll d6, let me know how many you're doing. Uh, rolling one. Okay. And I should roll sleight of hand? Yep. Can I attempt to percept? Sure. Mwaha, guess what? Sun's down. <laughs> oh. So I have a unnatural 20. No, I did not beat that. Okay. What, what's that number there, Kayla? That's a 13. Okay. So uh, how many How many are you re-rolling? How many cards? I'm going to re-roll two. Okay. And what does my sleight of hand do? It'll give you an extra one if you want to do that. So I'll re-roll two. And then I'll re-roll two again. Just one more. Sleight of hand will give you an extra roll. So, Iritho, what'd you get? I got 12. Gabriella. 14. Izzy. 16. Good grief. Oh, Mickey. I have 10. <laughs> oh. So, Izzy wins this round. She is very gleeful mm-hmm. as she says, pony up the secrets. Okay, so who was the lowest? Mickey. 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 Okay, Mickey, tell a secret. <clears throat> so, the job I didn't do was for this guy called Casper. And he claimed that the hand and the eye were magical, belonging to some wizard in ancient days or something. And he was missing a hand and an eye that would have matched where the hand and the eye would have gone. And he told me not to share word around. So now I've told you. Interesting secret. But you never gave him the eye. For the hand. So, Mickey, a very important question. Is that 100% the truth? No. Okay. (laughs) On your next roll, you cannot use sleight of hand. Why? Because you feel, as you're saying this, something in the air hurts. And you feel like you've lost your ability to, let's let's just say, kind of like, you know, how there's a lucky feat where you can re-roll. This is an unlucky thing where you lose your sleight of hand, so you can no longer use that. Do I know what it is? Mm, make an arcana check. Does the boat keep stubbing his foot? Yes. I just rolled a d6 for my arcana. <laughs> <laughs> Different, you game. Low. Different game. Um, 12. You felt this before. It's kind of a compulsion, but you're not entirely sure where it's coming from or who did it or if it was even somebody. And the compulsion is because the game says you have to spill secrets. If you do not spill a secret properly, something's not going to work, especially in this area for whatever reason. It feels in the air. Oh, we might be close to the Feywilds. Out of game. Star versus the forces of evil. The episode with the truth or dare box. Oh, yeah, it's the truth of their box, right? (laughs) All right, so round two. Go ahead, everybody roll your d6. And then tell me if you're going to re-roll something. Mickey, you cannot use your sleight of hand this turn. I'm going to re-roll two. I would like to re-roll two as well. I re-roll two. I'm going to keep... I got 15. 13. Eight. Like an ordinary person, I have 10. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So who got the highest? Irithel Izzy, All you right. got the lowest. You now must do a secret. Mm, what's a good secret is the question. I 
don't know who my birth parents are or were. I don't even know if they're alive. Mm. I was raised in an orphanage and then was eventually brought in as an apprentice to a jewelry shop. That's where I met the Parazios. That's how I met Jaden and Rosalind. Oh, so they're basically family. Basically, I grew up with them. Yeah, it's kind of strange not knowing where you're from or where you come from, I guess. But it's just something I've lived with all my life. Izzy, are you telling 100% the truth? Absolutely. Is it a secret, though? She doesn't normally tell people that she grew up in the orphanage. Did we not know that last campaign? She didn't really talk about it, no. Mm, Okay. I think it's up to the winning player as to whether that's an accepted give. I'll take it. That way, the person who had, had the winning hand gets something out of it. I mean, besides the secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all <laughs> but get everybody the gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, that. All right. Next round. Go ahead and roll your 3d6. Mickey, you can use sleight of hand this turn. <laughs> I would like to re-roll two. Same. I am also re-rolling two. I will re-roll one. Are you using sleight of hand? I will now. Okay. My <laughs> roll right now was Eight. A total mm. of eight? Uh-huh. I rolled oh. one. <laughs> you oh. see Mickey sliding a card. Can I slapjack him? What's that? Have you ever played slapjack? Oh. <laughs> Smack. Ow. Irithyll, now why would you do a thing like that? I get that? a secret now because I caught you cheating. What? Cheating? As the card slides out from under your hand. <laughs> Mickey looks at the card. I was putting it back for safekeeping. I think new rule is if you get caught cheating, you have to tell a secret. I like that. Wait, cheating's an option? (laughs) (laughs) So Mickey legitimately gives you the most. Are you a newborn child idiot who's never played this before? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like, he doesn't say anything. He just has this kind of look on his face. Like, he can't believe that you would ask this question. He'll crawl up to Irithyll. Oh, don't do that. Oh, no. And then... You know, he'll kind of stand up and reach up to where your ear is, and he'll whisper a secret with fuzzy fur tickles in your ear. Oh, oh. gosh. The secret is the name of the person who was collecting wasn't Cass. Burr. <laughs> is that 100% the truth? That is true, actually. Perfect. Mickey, as you're whispering this in her ear, Irithel, your ear is full of tickling whiskers and whispering, so you don't quite hear this. Mickey... You hear the sound of sloshing as something is pulling itself out of the water. Mickey will then whisper, And I think something is pulling itself onto the boat. Please, please use like a stage whisper. And I think something is pulling itself onto the boat. Mickey will then sit back in his place, but now that it's dark, Mickey just kind of disappears into the shadows. He just vanishes. He doesn't want to play the game anymore. He just sits down and just vanishes as he does so. If if you guys are relying on dark vision of any sort. Nope. Yes? What about blind vision? There are a couple lanterns about the boat, about the the deck. So yeah, blind vision, we're probably still close enough to each other that you can kind of sense me there. Okay, cool. There's a lot of vibrations in the, in the, the woods. That would make sense. Perfect. With that, all of you hear a and two arms come flinging out of the darkness 
towards Irithel and Izzy. And that's where we're going to end our session. Oh, my my goodness. I had the thought, I wish I could speak whale. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or a Wookiee. Yeah. All right. Cool. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Power Word Crit is directed by Corin Sparks and edited by Ashlyn McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite kobold about us. Follow us on Facebook, tweet us at Power Word Crit, send us an email at powerwordcrit at gmail.com, and check out our website, powerwordcrit.com, for character art and bios. Do you guys ever look at your search history after looking up things for D&D and you're like, man, no. the NSA is totally going to be after me. I never no. look at my search history. No. Nope. Oh. I do I do not need that depression. <laughs> I suspect as long as your search history doesn't include assault weapons, bombs, and gunpowder. So as long as you're not like hip shadow run. Well then <laughs> <laughs>